Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber Teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber Teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Welcome back in. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line here on a Tuesday, breaking down all the Thanksgiving week action in the National Football League from downtown Las Vegas. Back with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. They finished up behind us, by the way, Mike. Yeah. They're, they're filing out. Mexico nil, Poland nil. All the mm-hmm. Mexico fans <laughs> couldn't get a goal. Nope. I know that's why you're not the biggest soccer better because the last two World Cup matches, both end nil nil. Well, not most, a lot of scoring. The most thrilling action I think we saw or witnessed was a, a, a blocked penalty kick. A right? Save. Yeah. Which. Probably. Robert Lewandowski from the spot couldn't <laughs> deliver at its days uh, nil-nil. Could we, you imagine if a block was the most <laughs> exciting thing in the National Football League? Oh, I mean, it basically was in the Jets-Patriot yeah, game. I mean, pretty a, much. a block that set up a punt return right, touchdown. Right. That was basically what we had. Yeah, that was true. the equivalent of Mexico-Poland. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That Good broke point. out at uh, Gillette Stadium. Not 90 Bucks, minutes, though. 60 minutes. Yes, over 60 minutes. I don't imagine that's going to play out in Detroit as we get ready for our Thanksgiving three days. We'll st- three games will start with game number one in Detroit because it is the highest total on the board, and we've seen the market continue to, to push this number up, Mike. Well, I wonder where the, uh, the buy point would be if there is one on the under, but we saw this in some spots looking ahead more in the 51.5 range. Now, it was reposted most spots at 53.5 to 54, but now up to 54.5 at most shops. Bills and Lions. In addition, we've seen the correlated move to Buffalo opening nine, now pushing nine and a half in a couple books, including two on the East Coast. Two notable shops have gone to 10, albeit with some juice to Detroit. How does Detroit stay in the number here well, if, we're, if we're trying to look at the overall pathway to covering if you want to back the Lions? Depends on how the Buffalo Bills are going to play this game. I mean, think about the game that they just recently played in Detroit, by the way, against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they wanted to run the football. They had a concerted effort to run the football, establish that. Uh, I don't know if that's an elbow thing with Josh Allen or just the fact that they saw advantages running the football, which it was nice to see that, right? Uh, but it did limit Josh Allen. Uh, 197 passing yards, one touchdown pass, uh, 27 passing attempts. He was okay, right? He didn't turn it over, which maybe that's why they wanted to run the football too, right? Uh, and lack of preparation too. You got to factor that in. Remember, Buffalo called off and canceled practice because of that impending storm. Uh, and so you get out to Detroit, you get prepared, and, and you do enough to win a game uh, against the Browns. I'm just talking about offense. Now, defensively, uh, Buffalo uh, is, is back, I think, right? They're going to get healthy, mm-hmm. too, and uh, Poyer being back on the field is going to be beneficial. But you are talking about a short week again. You're uprooted. You're not back at the facility. You're on the road. Uh, and what type of game plan can you put together on a short week? Can you rev up the passing game again, and can you trust Josh Allen again to not turn it over? Um, I think there's advantages now that Akuda's out, uh, but I think they have to rev it up because Detroit is the top eight team in the National Football League scoring points offensively. Uh, So you have to factor that in, and they they can do it in a variety of ways too, uh, balance, and I think that could keep a defense off balance. So I think Buffalo could be aggressive in this matchup even on a short week. And that number, to me, is a, 
about right. It's, yeah. it's And also, too, you're kind of getting out of teaser range now. Mm-hmm. Makes sense that the number would go above nine as opposed to below because you know if that thing was below nine, Bridge, that would be on everybody and their, uh, their third cousin's teaser to start right. Thanksgiving Day. I really like Buffalo's team total here over 31 and a half, even okay. though it is the highest team total on the board. That is a play as you look at what this Buffalo offense still represents. Number one in yards per play on the season. Number one in average yards per drive. Taking on a Buffalo, uh, taking on a Detroit team that has a significant step up in class. When you look at what the defense has seen the last three weeks, Buffalo gets a one-dimensional Green Bay team who they allow nine points to and had to have multiple red zone turnovers in the process. Chicago and New York, back-to-back weeks, teams that are extremely one-dimensional run-first attacks. Now with Jeff Okuda, your top cornerback, out, taking on a, a Bills team that is light years ahead of where those three offensive groups were all at. And if you're believing what, what you said, Mike, that mm-hmm. the Lions can move the ball offensively, at least force Buffalo to match and not take the foot off the gas pedal, this should be a spot where Buffalo can name its score. Yeah, and I think Buffalo needs that because when they do take their foot off the gas pedal, that's when they get in trouble. Um, uh, you know, Josh Allen is interesting in this one too because I, I, for a young man to be as good as he is and account for so much offensively for Buffalo – you know, taking a foot off the gas just doesn't compute, but they needed to do that, I think, for him to settle down mm-hmm. uh, after watching him on tape uh, the last few weeks. So can they rev that up again, though, Ben, on the short week, right? Mostly walkthroughs for preparation standpoint. Uh, you got the holiday. Uh, you're going to stay on the road. Um, and they are one-dimensional. I mean, Buffalo Bills are built that way, but yet they made that effort to run the ball last week. So can they duplicate that, right? It's and a difference, it, yeah, between the one-dimensional right. as a pass offense right. versus the and rush it, offense. And to be that good, for, too. Yeah, yeah, for Detroit, the teams that the Lions had to face. I'm not concerned about the short week because mm-hmm. we just saw Buffalo, given all the adversity they had to face, not getting to Detroit until late Saturday night, basically sleptwalk the first 25 right. minutes of that game when right. you watch how it played out. Still scored 31 mm-hmm. against a defense in Cleveland that profiles very similarly to Detroit. So, so at least to me, while well, yes, that, and that's why I would not want to run to the window and race to lay a, over a touchdown spread no. with Buffalo, no. you still have to think that that move to the total is accurate, and mm-hmm. you, you ought to probably get on that before it goes even higher because I certainly think this probably gets to 55, maybe even 56 yeah. by game day. Yeah, because Buffalo's nature is to chuck it, to just throw the ball all over the yard, uh, even if they can live with a couple of picks uh, by Josh Allen. That, that's within their nature, not to be conservative – and run the ball 40 times. I mean, that's just not their nature. And that's why I would yeah. imagine we're going to yeah. see some points. Here. Right, right. Team total, potential look, or just the over in general for Bills and Lions. And maybe, I mean, the in-game potential, too. Mm-hmm. I was on the air on Sunday, and Buffalo, again, kind of got off to that slow, sleepy start. They, they were inside a field goal on the in-game money line, or in-game spread, minus two and a half. Great buy low point on Buffalo. If you, if you want to hold out, maybe think you get a similar slow start. That could be a chance to, to bang the game over, at least from the in-game total perspective. The second game of the day, this will go into kind of the classic NFL handicapping mm-hmm. strategy, right, Pritch? Okay. In a very basic sense where you have a team who could not have looked any worse <laughs> in the New York Giants, now facing a team who could not have looked any better last week in the Dallas Cowboys. As a result, and we'll get into the injury concerns in a second, where they, they do exist for both teams. This line is ballooned from Giants-Cowboys. It was in the six range on, on your look-ahead. Uh, as I update the, up, the screen in front of me, from six and a half on the look-ahead, now touching nine and a half at a couple shops, mostly nines market-wide, with some movement to the over from 44, 44 and a half, now up to 45 in a rivalry divisional spot. Rematch here, Pritch, you think the Giants can uh, keep this in the number? Well, maybe. I mean, I was on uh, the Lions last week. Uh, and good. primarily because Saquon Barkley is everything. We talked about one-dimensional. Uh, Saquon Barkley is everything to that offense. I mean, I know Daniel Jones can run at times, but he's trying to evolve himself. Uh, and he threw for over 300 yards, but yet they, they just couldn't score. Saquon Barkley was held in check. You know, the week prior to the Lions matchup, he had 35 carries. I mean, the wear and tear on running backs, you love a one-two punch with the Giants uh, just to preserve their bodies. I mean, we saw that last night. Uh, with Mitchell and, and Christian. I mean, you could throw a fresh back out there, Pollard uh, and Zeke. Like, uh, that is beneficial in the running game era that we're in right now in the National Football League. How about that? Uh, I, it, this is interesting because now you're a couple weeks, a couple games removed from the 35-carry performance 
by Saquon Barkley, and can he rev it up again on a short week? Because offensively, the Giants are compromised on the perimeter with playmakers, uh, injuries, and then just consistency uh, to really scare Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the trenches, you know, Dallas is just tremendous uh, as well. So everything is about Dallas to me in this game. Can they be consistent? Can they back up that performance they had against the Vikings and do it again on a short week? The probability says no, right? It mm-hmm. suggests that Kellen Moore isn't going to be that creative and be this good as a play caller again. Um, but if they are, then you're working with something special, I think, in Big D. But this is all about, at least when you think about the game script and flow for Dallas, yeah. how does the first quarter to first half play out? Because if Dallas gets a lead and you force a team, we saw what happened in Minnesota last mm-hmm. week when forced into a pass-first game flow, when you're down multiple scores, that's where the pass defense gets after you, and it makes life so difficult. Right. But if you're the Giants, we at the same time, what we saw to Dallas last week does not change the fact that the Cowboys are still a below-average statistical run defense. Mm-hmm. We know that for as much as Daniel Jones threw more, and he had to, being down big against Detroit, Giants are still a run-first offense who have continued to be uh, without weapons at wide receiver. Uh, Wandale Robinson, the latest, who suffers a torn ACL, he's now out for the year in that wide right. receiver core. So a bet on New York, really, to me, it really comes down to the first half, Mike, and what you're getting. If the Giants are able to come out, establish the run, attack Dallas's weakness early, this could be a game where the, where the Giants are alive, certainly to at least stay in the nine-point number. Right. And it's why if you have conviction on, on the Giants, I'd, I'd certainly be tempted to look, especially at a, at a first-half number here, if you aren't sure that it maybe holds out and holds up for a full 60 minutes with all the injuries, mm-hmm. that could certainly be an angle I'd, uh, I'd look at there. Yeah, I would. Absolutely, Ben. Great point. I mean, where are you, though, with uh, this game uh, in terms of, okay, no Cooper Rush situation, right? And uh, the Giants uh, still are the same team. Like Dallas, I remember this discussion, you know, if Dak Prescott was available and all that, what type of situation would the Cowboys be in? Uh, you know, from a, from a quarterback advantage standpoint, right? Uh, and, and now that we've seen Dak back in the fold, we still want to see more Tony Pollard. We still want to see the Cowboys run the ball more. But will they do that, right? Uh, sometimes they get pass happy, and this is the thing about Kellen Moore that drives you up the wall sometimes is you can be just as creative as the 49ers, the Eagles, and all these other teams because of the personnel you have, mm-hmm. but yet you want to be so pass happy all the time, drop back pass happy. So... There's, there's too much um, in play for me to lay it right now yeah. uh, with the Cowboys. It, and at the same time, it's why I can't get there on a full 60 minutes with the mm-hmm. Giants. When you look at yeah. how bad the defensive numbers continue to be, bottom eight against the run, bottom half against the pass, first half, it's a five-and-a-half-point spread. Mm-hmm. Would make a lot of sense, as we just talked about, from a basic handicapping principle. Cowboys start slow off the brilliant performance last week. Giants come out motivated and fired up. Could I could see them leading this game at the half. Yeah. Can they hang on and actually win the game and and stay within a number for 60 minutes? I'm not so sure, but that would be the angle I'd look at. Uh, Giants plus five and a half in the first half. It's that time, right route, wrong route, with the former receiver, Mike Pritchard, when we return. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com business podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. 
Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber Teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber Teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. You don't have to wait until after Turkey Day to score Black Friday deal with VSIN. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. With VSIN Pro access, you get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, and tools like our betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving every game, plus deep dive daily betting reports and our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited-time Black Friday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. On a Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line, we're starting to see more injury news and notes come out, which we'll talk about a little bit later this hour, as well as Josh Applebaum from VEASAN Morning Daily Bets, our resident uh, just-do-it-all insight guy. It's the Market Insights Podcast. That's why I say insight guy. Uh, Mike, but there's one one of these injury news and notes that we'll just get into right now because it is part of your right routes, wrong mm-hmm. routes, which we do every single Tuesday in this segment with Mike being the former wide receiver, which teams are on the right routes, which are going the wrong way. And while we're not sure if Jamison Williams, when the return actually will be, the, the Lions have now had the opportunity. The window is open yep. to activate the rookie wide receiver off the IR. You, you knew he would miss the first at least 12 weeks when the season began coming off his injury from Alabama last year. Uh, but but so what do you think about what this will mean for Detroit and, and a wide receiver core down the stretch? Yeah, it's the right route because I'm excited to watch him. You know, uh, Jamison Williams in the National Football League, I think, can be tremendous. And uh, to open up the window right now, obviously there's signs that he's ready to go. He's going to get to practice, and uh, the Lions are going to get to uh, evaluate that. Uh, how does this guy look with this offense? Uh, top eight scoring offense in the National Football League uh, with this type of speed. Uh, involved with that personnel right there, too. So I think it gets better. I mean, one of the reasons why you might trade away TJ Hawkinson is that this guy excites you uh, from an offensive perspective and and what he could present right there for the Lions. So uh, I, I think, obviously, you, anytime you can open a window for this guy who was a top, top 12 pick and, and you think about the, the talent level that he has and what he could add to that offense, uh, I, I'm, I'm suggesting it's a right route because you get mm-hmm. to open a window now. So you got about 21 days to evaluate it. Um, too optimistic to think that he'll be there for Thanksgiving. Uh, I, my yeah. excitement level will be through the roof, though, if we could see this guy. I don't care if it's just 10 plays, right? Uh, I, I just want to see that speed uh, take place in the National Football League because that's one thing you can't coach is speed. Uh, and what he has, and certainly coming back from that injury that he had in college, uh, I think can be tremendous. And isn't that speak, too, to the general ebb and flow of how we – we generally perceive Detroit so much to like about where that team was coming into the season mm-hmm. with the personnel they'd brought in, and you figured Williams would be at least somewhat of a factor in the final month to month and a half of the season. Yet, with all the injuries and the close losses early, we kind of went back to the whole, oh, same old Lions, this team sucks, Dan Campbell's not a real coach. <laughs> Winning three straight games, and to me, Mike, that has clearly coincided with the team that is as healthy as they've been all season, yeah. getting Amon Ross St. Brown back in the fold as, as well as some of the other uh, key, at least offensive pieces, like DeAndre Swift, who, by the way, was listed as a full, t- a full participant on the mm-hmm. Monday practice report. There, there has to be some correlation there, right? And maybe it's a lesson for us that you don't just write off these disappointing teams early without taking a deeper dive into what is actually ailing them. They might not be complete frauds. They right. might just be super banged up. And to me, that's what Detroit was. Yeah, you know, I, well, there, there's I guess it's th- like yes and no. Yeah, right? You can make the case on both sides. Defensively, there's the there's need... They need to make a decision uh, on Aaron Glenn. I mean, I think as a defensive coordinator, and that uh, has not gotten better, right? And a personnel <laughs> standpoint, even though firing uh, Aubrey uh, Pleasant, uh, defensive backs coach, right? But offensively, there hasn't been any really question marks. There's been injuries, but when a team trades away T.J. Hawkinson, who they drafted, that was a first round draft pick, I think, mm-hmm. right? So 
it's it's inside the building. They're telling you we're okay. <laughs> we got this guy Jamison uh, Williams about to come back, and we're excited about what he can produce for us and do for us too. Uh, and also an indicator on the multiple wide receiver sets and the creativity that can evolve for the Lions in that regard offensively too. Um, and the Lions are doing something they haven't done since 2017, and they won, what, three games in a row, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a Dan Campbell problem. That was a Matt Patricia, Bevel, and, and who was the other coach? Caldwell problem uh, in terms of why you don't win three games in a row since 2017. But Dan Campbell has done that now, and um, I'm not suggesting the Lions are going to turn into something but they're on their way, though. I mean, that's why I suggest they're r- running the right route here mm-hmm. uh, is because you can activate the window uh, of this talented, talented player. I, and a lot of people are eager to see what he can do in the league. Still, he fired Jim Caldwell with a winning record. What do you <laughs> think where the that. franchise has gone over the past uh, half right. decade? Just something that I try to keep in mind because like, I've found, at least betting NFL, the, the one thing that can get you into a lot of trouble as a better week-to-week is just mm-hmm. assigning teams like, oh, this team's dead this team's awful. They have no life in the tank. Right. Or this team is this team is kind of on a on another level, and there's no 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 realistic basis for a drop off whatsoever. NFL is not nearly that cut and dry, as you no. well know. I mean, yeah. it is a it is a long eighteen week, seventeen game season. Lions have been the perfect case study mm-hmm. for that. The general betting market was way too high in Detroit preseason for no real reason, and then went way too far the other way right. when the immediate struggles happened. It cost a lot of people money, uh, at least. If you think about the general sense, a lot of people bet on Detroit early. They've been getting a lot of money against them, with the exception of last week in the market. And it's a probably, a, from your experience playing, it's how, it's how that normally plays out. A lot of ebbs exactly and right. Yeah, Exactly right. Number two on the right route, wrong route. Okay. Let's get to Brandon Staley and the <laughs> L.A. Chargers. So, you know, Chargers looked pretty game last oh, week, Mike. They had, a, had an early lead, couldn't hang on, but they covered for the second straight week. Yet, there's not something that you're uh, you're a fan of going on right there in L.A. What is it? Yeah, I mean, as a play caller and a defensive-minded play caller at that and then the head coach, and yet you have a lead, you have that type of quarterback, and uh, you can't hold it, and you lose the game. Now, you can suggest, okay, Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid on the other side, but uh, I think from a scheme standpoint, you failed that football team uh, as a head coach. Uh, And I don't know how it gets better. They're they're an average football team, which all all that talent uh, on on that field for the Chargers there defensively bottom tier and points allowed and he's a defensive guru supposedly right um I, I think you're a defensive guru if you have Aaron Donald <laughs> I mean anybody right uh-huh. remember that uh thing I mean it is fascinating to me uh when great players can help elevate coaches but then when coaches get elevated all of a sudden they're still average uh uh just the last final drive right there uh, you play a concept in which it makes it difficult on Patrick Mahomes. You get pressure on him. He has to make a, a great play scrambling. Uh, but then all of a sudden you change it in a red zone and you play right into the hands of the Chiefs uh, and they get an easy score for the win. E- easy score. I think Kelsey was untouched uh, or barely touched, right? But still, easy score. Uh, and you allowed that. I think Staley allowed that to happen. And uh, definitely uh, the wrong route situation going on out there in, in, in L.A. With totally the understand why you'd say that. I, and I look, as you know, I'm more of a numbers-based guy, at least coming up with my own power ratings and mm-hmm. wanting to see just from the raw numbers and the stats that I value the most, how do teams stack up? So you take a team like Tennessee that mm-hmm. we know all season has had bad personnel. The stats are bad. If you're looking at the main, like the main key statistical points that I look at, which is yards per play and offense on defense, offensive line play, which can be measured – in advanced stats, run defense, pass defense, turnovers, and quarterback play, as well as yards per drive. Those are kind of like my core tenets. Tennessee's a team who's awful in those numbers, yet they get such a boost with coaching in Mike Vrabel. Right. The Chargers, if you look at those core numbers, are worse on the season than Tennessee, oh. with no personnel. Chargers are worse, and as you just point out, they don't have the benefit of a, of a coach who can get the most out of them, mm-hmm. which when the numbers are that bad, it's one thing to have good numbers and then completely fall short of expectations. But the stats aren't even there for the Chargers to, to back up, saying that they ought to be better than the 5-5 five and five record indicates, which has to be the biggest indictment on Staley as a whole, I think. Yeah, I mean, on that side of the ball, too. They, they have an all-world quarterback, and they're wasting time on him. You know, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what direction they're going to go in, but it's not often you land a quarterback like this. Uh, and and you got to take advantage of it before he becomes expensive. 
uh, and he will become expensive. Which will happen in a couple <laughs> Which, years. Yes, it will. It's on the horizon. Uh, and then, okay, how are you going to structure your roster then? You know, and you got Kilo Mack, and you, you got enough quality players on the defensive side of the ball to not be, what, 29 of, tw- of 32 in terms of points allowed yep. in the National Football League. And that's two years, not just this year. Last year, they were ranked in the bottom tier that way uh, and points allowed as a defense. So uh, definitely uh, a wrong route situation yeah. going on out and there. Now, bottom five in yards per play allowed mm-hmm. defensively, bottom 12 in yards per drive allowed defensively. There's really nothing you can look at. I yeah. mean, bottom, bottom two run defense as well that, that profile to a defense that is showing any signs of getting better for the Chargers. We talked about this earlier in the show with everything going on in New York between Robert Sala, the head coach, not committing to a quarterback now after the struggles of Zach Wilson. Uh, so real quick, I know this will this will kind of occupy both sides of the ledger. Right. Both a right and a wrong route for you. Yeah, I mean, the right route from Coach Sala uh, suggesting that he's not committed to Zach Wilson right now. Accountability is everything. How do you motivate a professional athlete? And, and okay, wait a minute. Let me get stronger than that. How do you motivate uh, an entitled, perhaps spoiled, professional athlete you scare the bejesus out of him that's what you do you think about the prospect of benching him uh and now that should motivate him and you know what by in fact by doing that being non-committal you're going to find out how zach wilson's going to respond do you want to be benched or are you okay with this situation are you going to come back in and be different uh, so I, I think certainly that was a, a right route situation. I think you you are certainly you are of all people can say you and identify when you you know when quarterbacks are entitled. I mean, oh. You played in the league. Zach Wilson is right up there from what you've seen so far. Yeah. No question about that. All right, Josh Applebaum, host of Veasan Morning Daily Bets, gives his Week Twelve plays next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on Veasan with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Not only that... Josh Applebaum has an article breaking down the Maction tonight, doubleheader tonight in the Maction, kicking off the final week of college football in the regular season, week 13. So check out that. And oh, look at, speaking of Josh Applebaum, he just popped up on our screen. The host of VEASAN Morning Daily Bets and the Market Insights Podcast. Uh, Josh, great to see you ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. I know you are ready to fire, but uh, looking at <laughs> looking at where you, the, we've already got the sharp report here, figuring out Maction. So it starts, uh, starts basically right away. Better's paradise over the next five days. Oh, you're exactly right, guys. Ben and Pritch, it's great to be with you. I know we got to talk some NFL, but real quick, just a co- quick note on Maction here. We have seen dogs do very well in Maction. Maction dogs are now 29 and 12 against the spread, 71%. The couple uh, uh, opportunities here number one, Bowling Green is at Ohio. Uh, Bowling Green actually opened, you know, getting seven and a half, seven. At one point, it got down to six and a half. You're back at seven. There's a big injury there with the Ohio quarterback, Nate uh, Rourke, here. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, did go six and a half back up to seven, so that's one to monitor here. The other one to keep, in, keep an eye on, Ball State. They actually opened getting three uh, on the road at Miami, Ohio. Now you're down to two. You're kind of in that no man's land at this point. My play of the night, though, guys, uh, give me the under 55 Bowling Green in Ohio. Really good bet discrepancy here. Uh, basically, public's hammering the over. You've seen this thing fall 56 down to 55. I'll be rocking that under 55 for Bowling Green in Ohio. Look at that. Yeah. Rocking the under <laughs> in uh, Bowling Green in Ohio. How about that, Josh? As we turn our attention now to the Thursday uh, NFL slate, looking at the, the three Thanksgiving games that we have on offer. Uh, so you're there in Boston following the Patriots very closely. I uh, felt like a, a big uh, old kick below the belts for people like me who had the Jets <laughs> plus three and a half bad beat on Sunday. Uh, what have you seen, though, with the early uh, early market move? Patriots and Vikings with both teams dealing with major injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, so uh, Ben, I can tell you right off the bat, talk radio in Boston, the Patriots keep winning, but no one likes this team at all. They are a terrible uh, viewing experience here. Uh, They're really doing nothing on offense, but Belichick doesn't care. All he's doing is trying to uh, chase Don Shula here. Well, this one here, Ben, I'd be looking at the Patriots plus three. Now we're showing plus three, minus 115 on our VEASAN board right now, but a lot of these books are getting down to two and a half. This game actually opened. Vikings minus three, or even my, a Vikings minus three and a half at some shops. We immediately saw this thing three and a half down to three. Now a lot of these books are getting down to two and a half. So a couple things to keep an eye out for. This is your 820 game. This is your primetime game. Now you didn't see the Cardinals cover last night. They got blown out by the 49ers, but 
Primetime dogs have been very good this year. They're out 64% against the spread. You also look at some correlative betting, dog with a low total. So you have this line dropping here with the total. It opened around 43 and a half. You're down to 42 and a half. And you're seeing this line move toward the Patriots here. The important thing here, though, is the key number. If you missed the three, to me, a couple options here. If you want to back the Patriots with this line move. By the way, the Patriots are only getting across the board 26% of bets. So public is still on the Vikings. Better record here. Obviously, you, you let one uh, go la uh, last week against uh, the Cowboys, which was a really sharp fade the trendy dog play on Dallas. But public just doesn't like the way they're, the Patriots are playing. Vikings are at home. It's a short number. Lay the points of the Vikings. Yeah, we are seeing this line go to New England, even though they're only getting 26% of bets. But again, these key numbers are so important, guys. Pats lose by three. You want to push your bet. You don't want to lose it if you get a two and a half. So a couple options would be either shop around, have multiple outs, find that square book that's still hanging a Patriots plus three at minus 115. You could wait it out and see if this line just naturally gets back up to three by the time we get to kickoff on Thursday. And the other one, I know this is near and dear to Pritch's heart. How about the teaser syndicate, Pritch? Yes. Two and a half Patriots. Nice. Take them up to eight and a half. Go through three. Go through seven. My angle here, guys, too, would be Matthew Judon kind of playing that Micah Parsons role. We saw, obviously, the havoc that Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys defense wreaked there on the Vikings last week. Patriots, the only thing going for them, again, they have a winning record, but it's their defense. They're giving up only like 16 points a game. I could see the Pats' defense giving Cousins a lot of trouble here. I'm really holding out for that three on the Patriots. That would be my play for Thursday night. Okay, your guy, Tom Brady. I'm um, surprised you're not rocking a Tom Brady jersey today. Uh, but maybe <laughs> soon, maybe soon we'll get you one in uh, a Tampa Bay jersey. Uh, he could be surging, right, uh, Josh? And, I mean, some good signs right there for Tampa. But this is a tough number, three and a half here. Uh, market insight with this game. Help us out with this game, uh, Tampa and Cleveland. Yeah, Pritch. Uh, number one, I got a lot of Patriots Brady jerseys, but no Tampa Bay jerseys. We got a rule in my house. We okay. only rock uh, Boston sports jerseys. Okay. But hey, if you give me a, a Brady jersey and you know a, a red one, I'll I'll rock it for you. But this one here, guys, uh, did open uh, the uh, Bucks here minus three on the road. You immediately saw once that minus three dropped, a lot of money hit Brady. Laid the points there with Brady up to three and a half. Now pay attention to the juice. If you like the Bucks here, uh, and it makes total sense, as you mentioned, Pritch, they've won two straight. Cleveland's one and six, their last seven. They will be getting Deshaun Watson back next week, though. So that's a big boost. I think you're going to see maybe uh, some juice once Watson comes back. Maybe he'll be rusty here, but obviously going from Brissett to Watson starting next week, maybe you get a little more uh, better play here out of the Browns. However, ba based on that juice price, that uh, that plus three and a half with the minus 115 toward the Browns, I think this thing may get back down to three. So if you like Tampa Bay here, I would hold out for the three. You could even look at a money line play. It's a little bit high here, but you're rocking around a minus 160, minus 170, something like that. But it's not just, hey, Bucks are playing well. Obviously, the Browns are struggling really uh, a ton here. It's also this favorite off a of buy system match. If you look at favorites off a of buy this year, which does match with the Bucks, they're eight and five against the spread this year, 62%. Favorites off a of buy the last decade are 57% against the spread. It, but road favorites off a of buy in particular have been really, really good. They're 65% ATS the last decade. I think it's a defense at Tampa Bay that's going to really give Jacoby Brissett a lot of problems here. They're only giving up 18 points a game, uh, basically 27 a game, almost 30 that the uh, that the Browns give up. So maybe Brady looks even better on offense with some time off. And guys, keep an eye out on this under. It opened around 45. You're down to 42 and a half. At the dog pound, you're going to get a ton of wind. It's not going to be that cold. It's like 40s, low 50s. But you're going to have 20 mile per hour winds. We have seen this year when the wind blows 10 miles per hour or more. Uh, the under is 27 and 10, 73%. So uh, you are seeing this this total drop with the wind and also some movement toward Brady. I'd be I'd be either waiting for the three for Brady or maybe you pay a little more juice on the money line. But it's hard not to play these favorites off of buy and road favorites off of buy. They really covered at a high rate last decade. Again, Josh Applebaum yeah. joining us right now on the Lombardi line. Gave him a follow at Josh underscore insights. One other Thanksgiving Day game that has already seen some market movement, at least enough to uh, sound the alarms there for you, Josh, following all the market <laughs> action. In one of the Thanksgiving st spots is Giants and Cowboys. I'll, I'll say, uh, and Pritch, you know this, as we get ready for VEASAN bets giving, I'm paired up with Jeff Parles as part of the Live Bet Saturday team. This is going to be a game I think we hone in on. Uh, we're not going to give away what we're doing yet since we don't have to lock those picks in until tomorrow, but we're seeing a spread of around nine or nine and a half here. Dallas heavily favored. What stands out to you about the, where the market has gone so far early in the week on this game? So, Ben, I'm on pins and needles. I want to see where you and Jeff go on this one, but I'm actually looking toward Dallas, believe it or not, because right off the bat, both these teams are 7-3. and three. I do have a lot of matches here, divisional dogs with the Giants. But if you take a step back before we even break down this game, 
Doesn't this line seem really, really high? Why is it laying nine points for the Dallas Cowboys when you both have really good records, seven and three? So right off the bat, this looks like it could be kind of a fade the trendy dog play. Obviously, it's a much bigger spread than last week, but kind of another example of Dallas last week getting no support, yet the line moved in their favor. Same thing here. The uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, one of the early, early numbers was like Cowboys minus seven, immediately got up to eight. Now up to nine. I see some books, Ben, even going to nine and a half here. And this is notable because around 60% of bets are taking the Giants here. So the Giants are that trendy dog. And I don't blame anybody. The Giants, seven and three, playing very well under Dayball. Yet, why is this line so high? Why did it open so high? Why is it moving further to Dallas? It's notable to me that if you're at nine, shouldn't be down to eight and a half, eight. Shouldn't be going toward the Giants if they're a divisional dog, if they're getting so many points here. I think this is not a great example of, of maybe the true character of the Giants because they have a lot of injuries, guys. Last game against the Lions where you lose outright, you had a ton of guys get hurt. Dory Jackson's already been ruled out. Your, your tar- starting tight end, Bellinger's out for this one. Their offensive line is banged up. Feliciano, Evan Neal, their top pick. So if you have a banged up offensive line and you're going, be, going up against the Cowboys or one of the best uh, pass rushing teams in the league, I think that could really be a tough spot here for Daniel Jones and the Giants. So uh, again, seems like the line's too high. I think it might be high for a reason. The line's going to the Cowboys, even though majority of bets here are on the Giants. Believe it or not, I'd be leaning at laying the points here with Dak Prescott at home. All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, lips. Wow. Josh, lips are sealed. We're not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not authorized to be giving out what, what we're doing yet. As to Jeffrey would not be very happy with me if we were doing that. Uh, but Josh, you have so you're part of Vison Bets Giving, right? You've got your uh, your own entry, your own entity there as an entry. Pritch, you're with Brady Cannon, right? Mm-hmm. Part of the Pro Football Blitz group. Right. So, and then Patrick and uh, and Michael, I believe, are part of the Lombardi line. Mm-hmm. So we got we got all sorts of uh, conflicting games going. Have you thought about what are, what are you doing for the World Cup uh, Friday, England and USA? You have a early thought on what you're going to do there. That is one of our plays we have to make. Yeah, so this is a tough one here. I'm not a soccer guy. I wish I had a time machine. I could bet Saudi Arabia plus wow. 1,800 yeah, this morning, we, we, guys, we <laughs> right. which would have been pretty nice. But stay tuned. Download the DraftKings app, entertainment purposes only, but you can track all of our bets. I'm excited. Let's get after it, guys. I want to win that big belt. It looks pretty nice. It, it, belt it does, does look very nice. nice. Yeah. I know. Pritch, it would fit, right, it would fit right. around you. It would look very good on yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. It, for you me, a, it, would, you know, it, would, it would just cover my body. You'd be swimming body. in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you I, have a promo <laughs> cut ready to go if you win this thing with that belt? Oh, we know Josh definitely <laughs> Gosh, definitely does. Um, I you don't even need to answer that because we know we already a know promo the cut? To that. Josh, you ready for a promo cut? If you win, oh, I'm ready. I'm okay. Pritch. I'm always ready. Bring back Betty across America. Let's go. <laughs> see, there he goes. Josh, uh, happy Thanksgiving in advance. Enjoy time with uh, with the family. We'll catch up with you soon here uh, next Tuesday. You too, guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. All right, Josh Applebaum, give him a follow at Josh underscore insights. We have one more Thanksgiving night game to preview. We'll get Mike's thoughts on Patriots Vikings. Some news out of Tennessee with Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator that just came out. We'll tell you about it next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. 
Now with an Uber Teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As we're back for the final time on the Lombardi line, thanks to our guests today, Will Hill and Josh Applebaum, our Tuesday regulars for stopping by, as well as our producer Matt Santos behind the glass, Andrew Ingold, our technical director, everybody else uh, hanging out behind the glass here in studio at uh, Circa Sports. It's been a very busy day here with all the World Cup action going on, a lot of big watch parties, and that will only continue uh, all week, Mike, mm-hmm. as, we, uh, as we continue on. We still have one more uh, Thanksgiving night game to get to. First, though, this news just came out about 10 minutes ago as part of Mike Vrabel's press conference today in Nashville. If we think back to last Thursday night, Titans get the win in Green Bay, then do a little drinking on the plane, and offensive coordinator Todd Downing busted for DUI after they return. Some questions about his status going forward, but Mike Vrabel just answered those. Just saying uh, here a few minutes ago, team is going to move forward with Downing as the Titans offensive coordinator Yet that could change pending the legal results there if Downing were to be charged further. And the NFL has yet to step in and say if there's going to be a suspension there. But at least, Mike, from Vrabel's position, Downing stays with Tennessee. Are you surprised at all by that? Or is this kind of the status quo given your experience in Um, the league? Well, you know, I think he could get out in front of it because obviously there's going to be an investigation from the NFL standpoint and, and, uh, you know, the NFL and the rules uh, committee. Uh, certainly we'll explore that. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to go through the legal process as always. But, um, no, I, and I, 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 it's hard to say. It's hard to gauge this one uh, mm-hmm. on what Vrabel should do. Like, appearances or optics say, oh, anyway, why, why don't you just suspend them right now, right? Um, but, yeah, I, it's, this, is, this is different, I think. I, and it, the, th- the thing about the, the stats on the team, like, you could say yeah. – well, I mean, Tennessee, first place in the South. Why You don't want to rock the boat. So if it's not – like if the, if, if the league is not forcing you to do anything, you probably wouldn't want to. But I would turn around and look at the, how bad the offensive numbers have been and how you're mm-hmm. winning in spite of a coordinator who really has not been able to scheme anything besides just hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Tennessee's 27th in yards per play offensively, averaged the fewest drives per game of any offense in the NFL – and to me, when I've watched Tennessee, it has always appeared over the last two years like Downing has held them back as a coordinator. So naturally, I would think this is the perfect time to cut bait. Yet, I, you know, I don't know what that's really like being in those rooms. You 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 know more about that, Mike. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's probably an obtuse thought to have on my end when you are in first place if you're Tennessee and you are in the driver's seat for the AFC South. Well, Todd Downing, Todd Downing has changed his ways though because he's a a three wide receiver spread you out type of coordinator and mm-hmm. now he's a hand the ball to Derrick Henry type of coordinator but but play action too and and things like that for Tannehill uh, off of that stuff so they're very specialized that way uh you wonder if anybody else could do that as a coordinator Arthur or, Smith or call was, plays. Well, Arthur, Arthur Smith, Smith was, was there I mean and uh, that was you know he was the play action guy sure. and Downing totally got away from that yep. to start last year which made no sense mm-hmm. because if you look at looked at the breakdowns Ryan Tannehill with play action versus without play action, the stats didn't lie. He was a significantly better quarterback, one of the best play action QBs. And it's why I think we all were sort of skeptical when Downing came in and changed the philosophy, yet just speaks to the coaching job of Mike Vrabel as the head guy Mm -hmm. that Tennessee overcame that, got the one seed last year, and now sits where they are right now, first place. Yeah, I mean, we all talk about accountability a lot of times, too. And uh, again, optics and all this stuff at Mm -hmm. the podium – when he goes up there, oh, no, we're not going to do anything and let the legal process and all that stuff. So 
Um, yeah, that that's, that is interesting right now for for Tennessee. Yeah. Don't worry, I won't make you go behind. You're, <laughs> and you're not gonna. You don't break. The, don't break the player code. I know stuff no. happens on the planes. You don't. You, well, you card games. You know, get the cigar. Well, I don't know. If well, you no cigars. No cigars. No. Um, I mean, that would have been way way back. Oh pre, uh, man! Pre uh, pre smoking, not allowed on planes. I'm just <laughs> although you know, when I did, we get know there's the, the drink gig in the. When I did and... get in the league, though, there was a few heaters in the locker room, though. Oh yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that. Like you walk in and there's a couple guys with cigarettes, I'm like, but they were from the. This isn't you know, Joe Namath. No, I mean. like mid. <laughs> think about some of the guys I played with were da- drafted in the '70s, and I was I was walking in the locker room in the early '90s, and so. Uh, yeah, the league had completely evolved from. I've that. always said that you're like when you played is a is a fascinating kind of juxtaposition of NFL yeah. history. Mm-hmm. Like for guys like you who played in that mid to late '90s, where like you were in the league when like you were going out of the league when Tom Brady was a rookie, he's still part of the league now. <laughs> you came into the league when guys in the '70s when football was completely different oh. were were still hanging around. It's yep. a when you just think about the overall change of football in general. I'm sure for you, I don't know how you view this. I mean, at least for me, I, I think you, you have to, you, you're in a very interesting kind of prism of time when you think about the, the 120 plus year history of football mm-hmm. and, and the way you happen to come in at a time with so much transition, the way we know the game to be played. Yeah, now the league's transitioning again to this physical entity uh, and we're seeing officiating go down the toilet. Oh yeah. I mean, like some of these officials don't understand the physical nature of this game. And they're throwing flags out there, uh, and it's and it's costing some teams in critical situations too. So as betters, I mean, uh, a lot of things are working uh, this year that are different, right? Uh, the the quarterback play is down. There's the scoring is down. The, you're you're seeing more physical uh, presence out there on, on both sides of the ball, and and then officials are, are messing things up too. So yeah, it's just that whole transition period that, that happens from time to time. At least with Tennessee for this week, we go back on on the Todd ta- Downing piece. He yep. will for now stay the offensive coordinator. Titans short home dogs, point or point and a half underdogs against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Fresh off of a big win on the road against Pittsburgh, still they'll have the third Thursday night football game to preview as part of Thursday and the slate this week. Injuries a big concern for Minnesota with left tackle Christian Derisaw leaving the game last week against New England. His status firmly up in the air, but not trending towards the good Mike and. As a result, we saw this line come down. It's below now the field goal. Mm-hmm. Even though we're showing on our screen, there's really only, I see, two books in the market that still have this uh, Patriots-Vikings uh, line with Vikings minus three, and it is heavily juiced to the Pat side. Behind me at, uh, at Circa here, at South Point, bunch of other books in Nevada. We're down to two and a half. New England, though, is without its center right now, likely to be without, again, David Andrews was hurt in the Jet game. As much as that is kind of into the minutia of how offensive linemen impact an overall line, what to you matters more, center or a blindside protector like a, like a Derisaw from Minnesota? Um, I mean, I think a blindside guy, you can kind of protect yourself. But a center, especially with the Patriots, kind of directs things. Uh, Mac Jones has been struggling uh, and you know, from, from a standpoint of directing and, and identifying defenses and looks and blitzes and pressures. Uh, that's, all, that's a lot. But we do know the situation in New England – all those players are well-prepared backup guys. I mean, they can go three deep and the third stringer can be well-prepared and make a player too. We know that about new England. We know that about Belichick, but I think too, the matchup, you don't, you're not too worried about the Vikings up front that way. Uh, but you know, new England still has to establish themselves though. You know, they still have to run the ball in a short week and they still have to establish some type of passing game. So I think they're compromised right there. What's interesting uh, from a betting perspective though, home favorite straight up, almost 67%. Mm-hmm. And we've seen line movement go to the home favorites. Those lines went up. There's two lines that have not gone up, Minnesota and Indy. Minnesota's one of them. <laughs> yeah, so in Minnesota, the line's going differently, even though home favorites, still no, straight up. I mean, two and a half points now up to three. Uh, do with that information as you will, but I just found that one uh, standing out to me right now. You would think for the spot, though, for Minnesota, mm-hmm. you come off your worst performance by far right. the season, get blasted by Dallas, Naturally, it would profile as a pretty good bounce back spot, right? Especially against the New England offense that is giving you so little. New England at this point, you think about where they're at yards per play, bottom 12 in the league, yards per drive, bottom five. And Minnesota, to give them credit on the EPA per play basis, it's been a top five rush defense and a top 12 pass right. defense heading into the Dallas game. Those numbers obviously set to take a big hit back, but with how little and limited New England is offensively, 
I don't know that I'm in so much in love with how betters are just running to the window to back the Pats. Yeah. Sure, maybe in a teaser where mm -hmm. you figure this is a low totaled game, mm -hmm. teasing New England makes a lot of sense. Not sure I could get there though with the, with the Pats in general, just on the side. Yeah, one possession nature too of the Vikings, you know, and uh, then they look like that here too. So I, I don't want to use recency bias, but I I do want to suggest that Minnesota looked like they were worn down though in that game. I think so. Yeah. Either the elevation of Dallas and, and how they got up. For that game to that degree, uh, you know, Minnesota just didn't look like they wanted to participate, right? Uh, and now that's not going to happen. I, I think we'll see a, a better effort from Minnesota. And, um, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, grabbing a point still is not a bad angle in my estimation. And then certainly, certainly uh, a teaser opportunity as well. Mm -hmm. Remember last week, Philadelphia certainly fit the mold of mm -hmm. teams off bad losses. Would they bounce back? I certainly thought the Eagles would. Right. They fell flat on their face. They needed, did. needed a big <laughs> comeback to just win the game outright to yeah. cover against Indianapolis. Mike Pritchard, happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy Always, Thanksgiving, man. I can't believe we're at week 12 already, but no, uh, we will come mind. back next week. We'll have another Tuesday show yep. to talk about all things NFL. Tomorrow, Michael Lombardi returns. I'll be with Michael as we say so long on the Lombardi line. Beast and Big Bets with Jeff Parles and Amal Shaw starts right after this. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new bet. Join the action on the new bet. Join the action on the new bet. Join the action. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom? This is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.